Lead me to some soul today. Oh, teach me, Lord, just what Good morning. Uh, welcome, everyone, to episode number 63. It's hard to believe. 63 people we've interviewed. Uh, and those of you who've been listening and watching, you know that we've called this uh, series uh, uh, Leading Others to Christ. And during these episodes, we're, we're going to be focused on evangelism. And one of our goals, we have many, but one of our goals is to stir us up to love and good works. And especially in the area of uh, reaching our family, friends, neighbors with the gospel of Christ. My name is Dan Barker, and I preach for the Creekside Church of Christ in Franklin, Indiana. Those of you that don't know, Franklin's about 20 miles south of downtown Indianapolis. Uh, and I also serve as one of the shepherds there. Uh, those of you that know me, you know that I'm passionate about our topic today. I'm passionate about evangelism. I have been ever since I obeyed the gospel when I was 21 years old in Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh, and I've always been striving. I'm going to use, I do this about every time, but I use some Bible phrases here. But I've always been striving to teach others, to sow the seed, uh, to be a fisher of men and women, of course. To make this, I've been striving to make disciples, striving to persuade men and women, and to teach others to teach. Um, uh, and I always uh, re make reference to this passage in 2 Timothy 2 2, where Paul was talking to Timothy and said, The things you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men, obviously, and women, who will be able to teach others also. And then later in that same chapter, uh, he uses the phrase I really like is to be useful for the master prepared for every good work. So when we started to come up with this idea back 2020, when all the COVID nonsense started, came up with this idea of, uh, okay, who are the fellow workers out there? Who are the men and women that are doing this? And could we interview them wherever they might be and find out how they're doing their work, why they're doing it, uh, and what can we learn from them? And it's been, for me, it's been uh, just been fascinating. And we're excited today because that young man you see there on the screen, <laughs> uh, we have Jason Harden with us. So welcome, Jason. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate you having me. You've done a lot of good work and uh, I appreciate you calling me a young man. There was a good long stretch that I was referred to as a young preacher, but I, that doesn't... Uh, happen as often as it used to. So I appreciate that. So see, if we hang around each other more, that you would hear it all the time. It's just a matter of perspective, right? It's, it's all perspective. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we've met, we don't, most, probably 80% of the people that I've interviewed have not met face-to-face -face, uh, in person, but you and I met a couple of years ago, I think in Louisville. But uh, I think so. Of course, I knew your mom and dad when they were students at Florida College a long time ago. So, uh, uh, so uh, be sure and tell them I said hi. Um, Absolutely. But uh, we started every one of these out, uh, Jason, with uh, uh, I call it a short bow. Uh, okay. I know a lot, a lot of people know you, a lot of people don't know you, but give everybody just a little short bow of uh, where you were born, for example, and and where you are and what you're doing. Sure, I appreciate that. I have lived for a little over four and a half years in southern Indiana. If it weren't for the Ohio River, we would be a suburb of Louisville, but we are on the Indiana side, and I am blessed to work with the Charlestown Road 
Church in New Albany, Indiana. You interviewed uh, a couple of months ago, Roger Schaus. Roger is uh, a co-worker and has just been a, an enormous blessing in my life and the life of my family. And so uh, I'm blessed to work with him uh, prior to living here. Uh, if you want to go all the way back, I was actually born across the river in Louisville, but uh, only lived here for a couple of years, don't have any memories of that. I did the majority of my growing up in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, when I was a teenager, we moved to central Indiana, I met my wife. She grew up in Plainfield on the west side of Indianapolis, Shelley, and uh, we have been together one way or another since we were about 16 years old. And so she has been uh, just an enormous help and encouragement to me and my work. Uh, we lived up in Northeast Ohio for about 10 years. Uh, the first church I worked with was a little west of Cleveland. And then we were in Akron, worked with the Third Street Church there in Akron for about five years. And probably Prior to moving here, we lived in Columbus, Ohio. I was there with the Laurel Canyon Church for about 10 years prior to moving here. So grew up in Nashville, but have lived in the Midwest uh, since I was about 15 years or so. Well, that's good. Several things, Eric. Uh, see, I like you better since you're, you're from Kentucky. You were born in Kentucky. And <laughs> <laughs> And I say that and I wasn't even born in, I was born, <laughs> I was born in Illinois, but we moved to Kentucky. Okay. I was like two years old or something, but, uh, so I've always considered myself a Kentuckian, but, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's great, uh, great to have you today. And, you know, I call, you know, you've heard this, the elevator pitch. Uh, sure. You get on an elevator in a, in a big city and you ride up and you're, there's only two of you. And the person that's on there, you start a conversation and they say, well, what do you do for a living? And uh, and and I'm, so I'm going to put this together. Tell me, why, what do you do? Oh, you just said what you do. But what do you do for a living and why do you do that? Sure. I appreciate that. I am blessed to be able to spend significant time mining the scriptures and uh, that metaphor has come to mean a lot to me. Uh, the more that I learn, the more that I try to do this work, the more it seems to me uh, one of the great privileges of anybody who preaches or teaches is to spend as much time as, uh, as possible. The season allows, the, the work allows, life allows, mining the scriptures and then coming up out of that mine in a sense and saying, look at this. Isn't this amazing? Isn't God amazing? And I think both of those are enormously important. Uh, we can't spend all of our time down in the mine because what we are discovering and growing to know more and more is designed, of course, to be shared. But at the same time, we can't share what we don't know. And we never reach a point where we know it all. Uh, we never reach a point, I hope, where we are not blown away by the, the unspeakable treasures down in the mind of God's word. And so we need to spend time with both. And that really, it seems to me, is uh, the privilege of this calling 
to mine the scriptures, and then to share with those who don't know God and with those who are developing as disciples of Jesus Christ. Wow, that was so good. I well, <laughs> maybe that was a long elevator ride. No, I don't know, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we were going to the 50th floor. No, there you go. Uh, no, but no, just, uh, uh, and I, I told you I was going to do this. Of, uh, I've got some things I'm going to ask, but but I'm also going to chase, if you will, some things that you bring up. And sure. But I love I love the analogy there of mining the scriptures and to go to, and just get picked you know, to go down in that cave and do the mining and, and come up and say, look what I found, right? Yeah. Look at this jewel. Uh, and you're not going to believe it. Come here and look and examine this with me. Look at this. Uh, that would help. Uh, that would help a new Christian so much to be able to do that. We've got a, a new converts class that we've got going right now that we've got 10 people in it and from various backgrounds. And I'm going to share that with them uh, on Sunday. Uh and I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit. Oh, I'm not worried about that. I'm sure I got it from somebody else. <laughs> well, but uh, but yeah, to, to bring it up and to share it, and that fits in so well with what we're trying to do with this podcast. But you know, uh, you know, the motivation that you have, and and I appreciate you so much that you're doing what you're doing because uh, this is uh, we've learned this, and I, I know you're aware of it too. But there's a lot. There's a lot of places that they don't have any preachers now. Uh, there are preachers that are leaving the work. Uh, uh, you know, and I'm not being critical. I'm just being real because this is the reality of what's going on. Uh, people are getting discouraged in different places and different ways. And we've heard all. Oh, you can imagine some of the stuff that we've heard. Not looking for it. I mean, I'm trying to just stay on the positive thing. But uh where people, uh, they used to be on fire and for whatever reason, their fire's gone out. And uh, so that's what we're trying to do. Like I said in the beginning, is say, what can we do to stir each other up and get this going again? Um, I, I might've shared this with you when we talked, but I have an article that Dempsey Collins gave to me uh, that was in uh, the Owensboro Messenger and Inquirer. I think I shared this. Uh, let me share it again for those that are listening. And it was... Uh, in 1960, so I would have been 14 years old, uh, then had never heard of the Church of Christ, but this was shared with me a few years ago. And uh, the title of the article, and it was Associated Press uh, religious writer that wrote it, it, and the title was Churches, The Church of Christ is the Fastest Growing Church in America. And uh, that was in 1960. And can you imagine seeing a hit, Jason, can you imagine on the national news tonight to hear a, a report like that? I cannot, not in my lifetime for sure. You know, and you go, you know, and, and it's like you see, you read that article and show it to people and you go, well, what's your reaction to that? Is somebody goes, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, you know, and of course we know the fussing and fighting and the dividing and all the stuff that's happened, but you know, Satan continues to attack us. But, uh, but there's a lot of people out there that we've learned that we're learning here. There are men and women that are out there that are still motivated and they're still trying uh, to share the gospel with other people. And tell uh, us just real quick. <clears throat> I know Roger told us a little bit from your perspective. Just give us a real a snapshot of Charlestown Road. Sure, I I appreciate that. 
this group has been in this area for a good long time. Years ago, it was known as the Silver Street Church of Christ, and about 18 years ago or so, moved over uh, to Charlestown Road and have been meeting in New Albany, Indiana, ever since then. And so uh, a lot of rich history here. Uh, what we are building, of course, is on the shoulders of a number of generations uh, who had a heart for the Lord and a, a heart for sharing uh, the good news in this community. And so that is not lost on me by any means. Uh, but we are blessed uh, here with a, a very good spread of age groups. Uh, we are especially blessed uh, with seven shepherds who really have a heart for the work of shepherding uh, this local flock. Roger has been very passionate about making sure that uh, we understand what it means uh, for shepherds to serve in this capacity, to watch over that local flock. And I'm sure uh, you have seen just as surely as I have in far too many places, uh, you've got a preacher who's trying to do the work of a shepherd and shepherds who are doing the work of deacons and deacons don't know exactly what to do. Uh, that's not a healthy situation. And so that that is one of the things that really stands out to me about what makes this group as healthy as it is, that emphasis on shepherding. And then, of course, we've got just a number of really dedicated servants that open the doors for a number of things. Um, this church is blessed with uh, people who know how uh, to leverage technology. And so in that critical time of, you know, mid to late March 2020, when so many things around us were changing because of the, the dedicated work of a number of deacons and, and young people who had become familiar with technological tools in school or whatever, we were prepped, thankfully, just <clears throat> to pivot to continue to be able to offer a variety of resources through technology that was already there. We, we didn't have to invent the wheel uh, on the, the, the spot. And uh, thankfully, Roger and I and others were able just to step in front of cameras, step in front of live streams or whatever, and do our thing. But that was because people had a mind to work. People had a mind to serve long before March 2020. And so we've been able, thankfully, by God's grace and uh, patience and a lot of hard work uh, to continue weathering this storm and doing everything that we can to offer good resources, um, you know, very much in line with the, the theme of your podcast. Uh, we have met a number of people and even have new brothers and sisters in Christ because they discovered us on live stream, on social media, when uh, churches of their own were shut down, or uh, just recently, uh, I'll give you an example, we 
uh, had a man who all of his life had grown up and even served in a, a local Presbyterian church and was becoming very disillusioned with what he saw as a departure from what he had always seen in the scriptures. Uh, he was looking, he was homebound like a whole lot of people for a good long time. He saw us on social media and he started watching and he heard and watched a number of sermons, a number of Bible classes uh, when uh, local restrictions and his own health allowed. He came and visited with us. Uh, he talked to us like he knew us, even though we were meeting him for the very first time. Uh, he, he sat in person for a while, uh, engaged in some studies, uh, was baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of his sins. And, and he's a brother in Christ. And uh, all of that happened not just because of you know what we were saying, but because of the power of God's word and because of a number of people who serve in front and behind the scenes that make all of that work possible. And so when I think of Charlestown Road, I, I think of healthy leadership, but I also think of a whole lot of servants who are making a difference near and far. And I'm, I'm thankful to God for that. Wow. Uh and I really mean, wow, uh, it's, that's the thing with me. If, if you saw my Bible and, and the congregation knows, I, I have wow written all in my Bible. So, <laughs> I, write, I like that. And I say, I put wow. And, uh, and I'll, I'll say that in a sermon. They all know what I'm talking about. But, uh, but just wow the, of the, uh, uh, to tell us about the, the congregation there, all of the positive things that you said. That is so encouraged. I would be so encouraged if I was a part of the group and to hear you talking about it that way. But, uh, you know, and this came up with uh, uh, Benjamin Lee. I don't know. Do you mm -hmm. know Benjamin Lee? I do. I love Benjamin. Just a uh, ball of energy. He's just, uh, I love him too. He was the first one we interviewed. And, uh, but during that interview, he a couple of times he used the phrase, what if? Well, yep. what if, right? And uh, so we've, uh, in, in fact, well, that's going to be our theme this year at Creekside, what if, and we're going to talk a lot about uh, the providence of God. And, but, uh, but it's almost like, what if, uh, as bad as all of this COVID stuff has been, what if that hadn't happened? And the guy that you're talking about, he wouldn't have been on looking at live stream. He wouldn't have, he may never have met you, may have never heard about the congregation. Am I right? And absolutely. So you look at that and you go, yeah, God does work in mysterious ways. But uh, what if, you know, and uh, thankfully he had the heart uh, that he, where he was interested and wanted to learn. But uh, and it's interesting, too, because I had down in my notes here, I said, uh, you're obviously you're here's my notes. Obviously, this is what I've learned by watching what y'all are doing. You're very talented, especially using all the new virtual tools out there. And so you just shared a little bit of that, of that you've got, you've got members there that have a background and, and, and the experience, right? To, like you said, you, you guys step in front of the camera, the, the, a lot of the work has been done. Uh, Absolutely. 
and I, I know you know it, but, you know, uh, and this isn't anything critical about our group, but we don't have that. Okay. We don't have that technology know-how. We don't have those that have had that background and that training. And we're, and that's why I wouldn't even be doing this if it wasn't for Matt. Right. Uh, so thank you again, Matt. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're, the Great Commission, and you know this, Jesus said to go. Well, there's all kinds of ways that we can go, right? And right now, the, this doing what, you know, can you imagine a few years ago of somebody saying to me, Dan, one of these days, and not too far in the future, you're going to be able to sit down and talk to Jason Harden, and you're going to be, you're not going to have to be face to face with him. You're going to be able to watch it on some device, and I'd go, what? <laughs> <laughs> right? What are you talking about? But uh, you know what I'm saying there. But uh, sure. Uh, all right. So I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Okay. So what? What is this? Oh boy. <laughs> tell, tell me about. Tell me about your new book. Oh well, I appreciate that definitely. I enjoy writing. I really do. It's it's kind of therapeutic for me, and uh, I did a, a fair amount of writing uh, ten or fifteen years ago. And just had to stop large scale, um, primarily because of where uh, I and my family are in, in our season of life. Every once in a while, some kind person would say, well, you know, I enjoyed X or Y, but I haven't seen anything in a while. And I've, I've told people that the book I've been writing is called Chloe, Jaden, and Emma, our, our three daughters. Uh, and so I, I have uh, had to shelve a lot of writing for a while, but I, I I do enjoy it. What I have been able to fit into the margins and really what I have become very, very passionate about is just trying to write some sort of little short reflection uh, based on our, our daily Bible reading schedule. I started this when we lived in, in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I, I'm sure like you and, and many have tried various daily Bible reading schedules, and uh, some have have been helpful, and some maybe not as much. And so, uh, about twelve years ago or so, um, I just started a basic rhythm where, on Sundays and Wednesdays, uh, we read a psalm, and I, I say that that's to, of course, prepare our hearts for worship or, or give us something that is, is very God-focused on our relationship with him in the middle of the week. Um, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, we read one chapter in the Old Testament, one from the New. And on Saturdays, we read a chapter from uh, the book of Proverbs to help us grow in wisdom on the weekend. And so for well over a decade, I've just kind of followed that rhythm. Uh, I, I publish a, a calendar that we used in Columbus. We use right here at Charlestown Road with that basic rhythm. You know, it doesn't reset come every January, it just perpetually rolls. And so um, uh, two different Psalms a week, you can tell, okay, little, little, almost uh, the book of Psalms twice in, in, in a year. Um, we get through the New Testament, obviously, more quickly than the Old Testament, but we're touching all sections of Scripture. And I think that's really important um, that we, we get those different genres, different type of, of communication from God consistently in our, our spiritual diet. 
And just as kind of a supplemental exercise and, and for my own, uh, hopefully, spiritual development, I jot down some little reflection and I share that online. And I've been able to fit that little bit of writing into the margins of life. And um, actually, during the heart of uh, those COVID restrictions, I had thought for a good long time that it would be good for me just to kind of catalog. I knew I had a lot. I've been doing this for a long time, um, but I didn't know how much. And so I just went into the backlog and slowly arranged it from Genesis to Revelation and uh, was kind of blown away. I had uh, almost 500 of these reflections from every book of the Bible. Um, I've, I've got uh, some friends at DeWard Publishing. Uh, they've, they've worked with me on other projects. And so I just floated kind of a different sort of a little devotional where um, it doesn't have, you know, calendar dates, January 1st or February 10th. It's just Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it repeats. And um, I, I lobbied, okay, what if we did a, a three-month little stretch, follow this same rhythm, read from the psalm, have some reflection from the psalms, some from Old and New Testaments, some from Proverbs. And uh, uh, thankfully, they were interested. Uh, the work for me was done. I just had to pick 90 of them give them to them. And so that that's volume one that you have in, in your hands there. It's just uh, some basic reflections from all sections of God's word. Um, I really wrote it with my daughters in mind um, that as they grow up, um, you know, just something from dad that stood out to him from this chapter of the Bible and try and make some application to living for Jesus today? What's the difference uh, fueled from God's work, kind of like going down in that mind? This is what stood out to me, and maybe this will give you something to think about today, uh, shining as a light. And so I've been encouraged. It seems to be an encouragement to a number of other people, and um, uh, we hope to publish volume two later this year, Lord willing. Well, it's uh, after we talked last week, is setting this up. I, I went to went on Amazon and, and, and got it. And I was hoping I'd get it before we talked. And I did. And I've well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I've had a chance to go through and look at a, at a few of them. And I'm, I'm anxious to make it a part of my routine here. Uh, my wife and I are going to do that. So uh, open my eyes. I encourage everybody to take a look at this. It's it's really good. So, you know, what if back to that again? What if you hadn't documented all those from the past. You said you had yeah. 90 of them. You know, look, you, you didn't have, this was not your goal when you started doing that, right? Right, it, right. And what hadn't written those things down, it'd be a treasure trove that would be lost. So thankfully you wrote all that down. So I appreciate that. Yeah, well, keep keep that up. All right. Uh, can you believe it? Matt's already given, we got five minutes to go. Uh, I know. Time's it. flying. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Conversion story. I know you told the one there about the fellow that it, is there another one that comes to mind in the past of somebody that uh, your past crossed and maybe maybe there were some unique circumstances, uh, but some, a study yeah. that uh, would you would you mind sharing that with us? Sure, 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 sure. Um, 
I'll share one that that has really just stuck out to me. And I was not there when he became a Christian, but I moved to Akron, Ohio, very shortly after he had become a Christian. Uh, his name was Demetrius. And um, he has, uh, for the last uh, nearly 20 years, just been a, a real encouragement to me based on our very first conversation. Uh, so let me uh, just tell that story very, very briefly. Um, Demetrius uh, had grown up in Akron, um, lived a hard life, uh, had a lot of obstacles, made a lot of choices that he would tell you uh, he, he knows were, were foolish choices and created a lot of ripple effects in his life and the life of his family. I was very young. I had only just moved to Akron, uh, just getting to know the area. Um, I had preached my, my first located sermon there uh, on Sunday morning. And I'll never forget that uh, I had come back to the back of the auditorium and uh, of course, there, there's a line of people that are, are are filing out, and I could tell that Demetrius, I didn't even know his name at that point, was was kind of waiting for me, and so he was very patient and and pulled me off to the side uh, when we got time and introduced himself and explained that he hadn't been a Christian all that long, but he wanted me to know a little bit of his story. And wanted me to know that if ever I ran across someone who had a story like his of alcohol, drugs, uh, leaving those things behind, uh, having to uh, deal with a lot of the ripple effects of sin, but having discovered Jesus and the, the power of the gospel, if I ever ran across someone in, in that sort of situation, and he could be of help by sitting down with me and that person. He just wanted me to know he was always willing and available. Uh, give him a call. He would make time because he realized, uh, number one, I, I might have opportunities that he wouldn't have but he had context that he didn't think I had. And, and he was right. Uh, we, we had grown up in different environments. Uh, we had different family lives. But we both believed in the power of Jesus to transform anybody's life. And so I got to tell you, I mean, I've, I've been blessed to meet a lot of people um, work with a lot of people, see a lot of people give their lives in allegiance to Jesus. But Demetrius stands out to me simply because he knew Jesus was the one who had transformed his life. He knew there were a lot of people like him who needed Jesus. And if he could be of any help, he, he couldn't preach a sermon. He, he couldn't teach a Bible class. But he could look somebody in the eye and say, listen, my, my life was a mess. And if I can tell you my story and tell you the difference Jesus has made in my life, um, I'd, I'd love that opportunity. And to me, Dan, I'm, I'm sure it's the same with you. Stories like that where people 
just want to do what they can um, are just so inspiring. The Great Commission is for everybody. It's for those of us who are, are privileged to preach sermons, uh, th- those who have opportunities to teach big adult Bible classes, but it's also for people who are just willing to sit across a, a kitchen table or to sit with somebody in a hospital waiting room and say, listen, life is really hard right now, but Jesus is greater and he can change anybody's life. I'd love to meet Demetrius. Uh, you know, uh, isn't that awesome? And I just, uh, I know we don't have time, but I was just trying to think, there you were, you know, relatively new in the community. And mm-hmm. to have him say that to you, that had to just make you feel so good. You Absolutely. Know, just to go, oh, you know, it's almost like give the guy a hug. because it's like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man, you, you, so it, you're somebody that gets this. You understand. Uh, wow. That, so thank, yeah, thank you for sharing. You know, maybe maybe somewhere down the road I could interview a Demetrius, you know, to hear. That would hear, be amazing. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, to hear the story. All right. All right. We always end up these with a couple of things. One, I call it one thing. And it, it, there's more than one thing. But uh, somebody's listened to this. And, and Jason, just, you know, with your your enthusiasm and it's like, oh, man, I want I want to learn how to do this. Or I used to do it, and for whatever reason, I just quit. Uh, what is one thing you would say to somebody that they need to do or learn how to do to get involved in leading others to Christ? I really, one of my goals um, for 2022, and uh, it actually came out of um, a youth uh, devotional that we had in uh, early December. And um, Roger and I on our, our, our podcast, we uh, on Fridays always try and have some theme, uh, you know, four or five, depending on the Friday, uh, that we'll just talk about for a month. And um, uh, at that point in time, we had just kicked off a little series uh, that we called A Lot Can Happen in 40 Days. And so we just looked at a couple of different things. Uh, 40, 40 days shows up a lot in, in scripture. And we just tried to show, okay, it, at that point, it was early December. Um, what could be different? What needs to be different 40 days from now? And so that was on my mind. Um, I, I was scheduled to lead a, a team Devo here on a Sunday night with a bunch of our teams. And so I picked up on that thread and I just asked them, Okay, I want you to pick one thing uh, that you're going to give attention to for the next 40 days. And I told them that night, I'm going to check in with you 40 days from today. I uh, I set a timer on or an alarm on my phone and uh, I I knew it was coming up, but it 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 notified me this morning. I had told them I'm going to reach wow. out to you 40 days from today, and and that is that happens to be January 21st. The thing that I had jotted down 40 days ago was I need to pray specifically. Um, I, I don't know about you, but um, for me, it has been very very easy. 
to pray very general prayers, uh, like a lot of people. And uh, so I, 40 days ago, said, okay, I'm going to pray specifically. I'm going to pray specific names. I'm going to pray specific things. Um, and I've got to tell you, that has been really, really, really good for me. Um, I, I see it in the life of the Apostle Paul, for instance, where he prays very specifically, depending on who he's writing to. He'll mention very, very specific things. And so one thing with all of that as, as context that I would suggest is, okay, everybody knows specific people at school, at work, in the neighborhood, maybe in, even in your own family who need the good news of Jesus. Um, don't just pray in general. God, give me open doors. Uh, help me to be ready. Those things are valuable. But I would just suggest pray specifically. Pray for people by name. Pray for specific opportunities. And maybe even dedicate yourself to doing that for 40 days. If you believe that God reigns and you believe in the power of prayer, to pick up on what you were saying, what if? What if for the next 40 days you prayed by name specifically for someone 40 days from now, who knows the difference that could be made even into eternity. Wow. That is, that is so good. Uh, that's powerful. I like that. Uh, I'm going to borrow that. I'm going to borrow that from you. <laughs> <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> we, need, we need to talk every other Friday or something. But, uh, uh, all right, that's uh, that's so good. Uh, all right, we've got to stop. Uh, if all somebody right. <laughs> if somebody wanted to reach out to you, would you mind sharing contact uh, information? Oh, not not at all, not at all. Um, the bulk of my work uh, I put uh, on my personal website. It is in God's image. I in God's image dot com. Uh, that that is where I have archived just a whole lot of those efforts. Uh, you know, that's where those uh, daily Bible reading reflections are. Of course, uh, the church website here, CharlestownRoad.org. But if anyone would like to reach out personally to me, my email address is Jason Harden, H A R D I N at gmail.com. and I'd love to be of whatever encouragement I can. All right. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up about in God's image because uh, I was looking at that blog. I don't know if you call it a blog or a whatever, but uh, real, that that's really good too. So I encourage everybody to uh, to look at that. And uh, and I want to encourage uh, you while I'm thinking about it, if you would, uh, Jason, is to share this with others that you know that absolutely uh, because. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of contacts and a lot of people that we don't know that need to hear this and hear some of the ideas that you presented there because perhaps they haven't heard that either. And because uh, we'll share this with uh, with our uh, our audience as well. So. Uh, all right. Uh, wow. Wish we had more time. 
that's come up a lot of times too. Dan, they need to be longer. <laughs> but then there's there's been a couple they go, Dan, they need to be shorter. <laughs> this this was a good one. This was a good one. So well, I appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate the work you're doing. I really do. Well, and we give God the glory. I wish we had time to share about the the recent conversions we've had. Uh, I, I've got to do this just real quick. We've got in this new conversion class, a new uh, converts class. We have a. Uh, Two that have come out, uh, uh, a brother and sister that have come out of the Pentecostal church. Uh, we have uh, two that have come out of the Lutheran church. They didn't know each other, two different people, different ages. Uh, we've got one that's just come out of the Baptist church. And uh, we've got all of them together with some others in a class right now. And that, that's always fun, right? Because of the unteaching that you have to do. The, sure. The, to, uh, to get down in that, I'm going to use that mind illustration with them. Uh, as I said, Sunday, but I just wanted to share that. So there's a lot of exciting things going on and we give God the glory. So, all right, brother. Well, thank you again. And uh, uh, we will talk. In fact, we'll talk in just a second, but we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Melt my heart and fill my life. Give me one soul today.